0: Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on the Thursday night on YouTube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are Wacky Wes, Mikey
1: Dread, Art Faulkner, Carlos
0: Campos.
1: Thank you!
2: Telemetry
0: recovery. Let's Drone Out now.
3: Hello and welcome to oh, Let's Drone Out. Tonight we are joined by the beautiful, wonderful, lovely Blue Owl who I constantly upset.
2: Hello, that's not true. We're cool.
3: And in matches and t shirts, Andrew slash Frank. Good evening. So, Blue not Owl fine. and Frank are wearing the same t shirt, uh, <laughs> I think, or well, same shirt. It is a shirt, isn't it? I keep saying t shirt. I'm sorry. And uh, we are joined by everyone's favourite curry kitten.
0: Hello. I didn't get the note about the shirts and then Jack stole my one, so I'm a bit confused.
3: Yeah, <laughs> i, I,
0: I got to represent,
3: uh, pretend I, I was worthy. Something I've always uh, watched and admired from far was uh, Curry's bought in a, in a guest. And I remember seeing like Luke Bannister and everyone tear it up in Kent. And it's the Mad Dog Lads. And uh, we are joined by none other than Flyboy C. Is that right?
4: How's it going? Yeah.
3: Hello, Rich. So um, you may know him from episodes where he plows into the back of Curry Kitten and destroys everything that Curry Kitten holds dear uh, in the sky. So I'm guessing I'll have... Well, that that was
0: mostly our previous guest, Neil. I don't think me and Rich
4: ever had any mid-airs unless we meant to do it. Was that a comment from Ian Coyote, who's making some sort of suggestion that we slept in the same place together? <laughs> I think so.
1: I think it
3: was. Are you, are you wearing feed uh, monitor uh, earpiece?
4: Yes, I've got those earwax things that you never share with anyone.
3: Oh my god! Very
4: intimate and personal in-ear devices. Yeah. I've, I've always completely I, die,
3: I want to be reincarnated as that, but enjoys. <laughs> so i can be inside him happy birthday nj if you know nj or follow nj tech on any social media or anything or you're in the let's drone out uh discord then please wish nj a happy birthday i'm bright till i fly let's get on with the show curry kitten over to you my friend
0: right what we're looking at here is footage from september 2012 um it was i think it was richard's idea he said let's get together and we were talking about i think it was the um first person view uh it was it was simon dale's hmm. shoot off forum website fpv maybe fpv was it fpv uk fpv uk before it became fpv hub and um we all got together in a forum decided to try and meet up and fly some stuff as you can see everybody in the world Owned a DJI F450 because that's what your quad was back in 2012. And it had everyone like a except for me. Everyone except for you who just had, to I never there's had one. A, there's a spy hawk there. This is a standing round. That is Rich's 20 foot pole, which meant <laughs> we were spotted by a New Forest ranger and asked to leave <laughs> because you're not allowed to fly in the New Forest. So then we went to Southampton and you can just see that we're, we're basically just trying to find places to fly and basically hang out together early days i thought this was buttery smooth this was flying on my quad um, this is where we ended up this is um great hazley the village of great Haisley where rich was uh living and this is the cricket ground you can see we've got a big flight line there we've got a lot of stuff this is what it turned into this was the pinnacle of the event and we've got uh at least five planes in the air here there's some more buzzing about we've got this is um a guy called Badlands video. This was like the best day ever. We just had the great conditions. We spent all day just flying in formation, chasing each other around, having a great old day. And we used to do these things two to three times a year. Um, Rich would basically book the cricket club. The cricket club loved us because we bought revenue into their club. And you can see the area. We could just fly for, you know, a good couple of kilometers, rounding a circle, never see another thing. And we had lots of planes up because everybody was using like some on 5.8 videos, some on 2.4, some on 1.3, different types of control. Really helped us get a lot of guys in the air. And a lot and, of people um, on the exact
4: same frequency, Dwayne. Oh,
0: yeah, and this is <laughs> we did some great things as well. This is me trying to fly at night with my camera not focusing and having zero ground details. This is Rich's, uh, from his point of view, that's my plane in front, which just looks like that lit up thing that was absolutely hilarious The the flight there and trying to get back and having people shouting at us trying to get like over trees and and not crash and stuff just fantastic fantastic memories all the way through um i don't know if that was the one Ian was probably at because he was complaining about my um story Uh, and this is just all the embarrassing clips i found of rich this is like i literally gave my plane to hold and he dropped it which was you know typical there you go the soundboard, <laughs> and then of course we've got the great Buffalo seventy-nine launches. To be fair, everybody Ooh. tried throwing fly- oh. this. I was the first yeah. person who <laughs> broke it, though. Wait. No, no. Neil, Neil threw it first, and he broke it. But yes. I just this is it in in
4: slow mo, just to, what a, what a, a, a
0: great example of why you don't throw a plane
4: upwards. Yeah, but look at that <laughs> technique. Come on, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> look at that follow through. Look at the plane explode into a million pieces. Oh, no.
0: And then we had a great, a great video series where this is the, the thing that makes me laugh every time. If you had sound, Rich is saying, I'll catch it. And then you hear this little scream come out of him as he tries to run away. And, and, him with the plane. and on that very same day, he tried it again. He's like, I'll get it. I'll
4: catch my own plane.
0: And then... Twice in one day, I let him try again. I'll butter fingers here.
4: Completely I knew this was going to happen. I just knew yeah. this was going to happen.
0: I, how, I had many,
4: a video on my hard drive.
2: How many times did it have to happen until you stopped trusting him?
0: What started to happen is Rich would run out in the field and say, I'll get it, and I would just
4: divert and come around and land somewhere
2: else. <laughs> Learn, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> w-
4: Wayne, that whole thing started with me catching my own plane, and I put the video out, and I was like, yeah, let's go. And then you tried the same thing. No video was ever produced. I then, put a video of me catching my own plane. I also caught your
0: easy star perfectly yes. on that very same day. And was then you suggested it was all
4: about the skill of the pilot, not about the skill of the catcher. As I True. That's exactly <laughs> it. Because you've got to come in and fly and be as slow as you can. <laughs> it's really cool to see those, those old clips there. The fun things. I,
0: I would love you to put your footage back up. There are some amazing night flights that Richard did. Um, perhaps may seem a bit naughty now, especially the one over Southampton. There's also a 10-kilometer flight, which we call the 10-kilometer flight by proxy, whereas he had like four people trying to explain to him the way back and all had different ideas of directions to go and you can just hear all these voices talking about,
4: no, that's not the way, it's this way. I don't want to offend anyone, and prison company excluded, of course. Okay, but this game, this whole FPV thing is about obsessive-compulsive disordered people. Okay, and we just got to be honest about that. So you've got three or four OCD people, one has actually put a grand up in the sky, breaking every single aviation rule there is, crossing a... Berkshire, no, uh, Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire, military flight line. I'm trying to get 10 kilometres out <laughs> for the very first time. Um, anyway, I hope this does, your video doesn't get demonetized or anything. I we should maybe read oh, a disclaimer since we're going to be talking about this. Is there a disclaimer? <laughs> yeah, we have a disclaimer. So. Any views expressed
0: by any guests on this show, especially that one, are personal, may not reflect the views of others. And we may have done this stuff or we may just be making it up. But I wanted to ask, Rich, because... Um, nobody's flying too much and i thought it was a good opportunity to reminisce about the good old days is how how we got going with mad dogs and what sort of stuff we used to get up to there because the people coming along to it now it's a very different story than it was back in
4: 2012 to sort of 2016 when we were doing this First of all, the idea with Mad Dogs is that we would go out through all weathers at any time for any reason. Uh, we were junkies. And the amount of time, uh, my marriage never worked out. It didn't survive it. But uh, you know, Wayne is still happily married, and I'm sure everyone else is as well. We put a hell of a lot of time into building flight controllers, programming, uh, opening APIs, and trying to get things working. Uh, and it's not like today where you just buy things off the shelf and do a bit of sticks, and and I'm not even talking about those who pick up their DJI stock. Uh, No offense again. I own two. But um, if you're going to throw something up in the sky back then, there was this whole movement going on on the web, yet you couldn't actually connect with anyone who was doing it. And, um, you know, I I wasn't exactly like a, uh, you know, a new age sort of... uh, Basement uh, simp who could just like be on his own. I wanted to have fun with everyone else. So he knows and, the um, words. <laughs> <So again. laughs> Listen, everything is present company excluded. Okay. I mean,
3: generation look, X, or are you a proper Boomer? I can't tell. It I'm a Gen X. Generic. I'm it's a fun. Gen X. Yeah.
4: Fair
3: Woke as f man.
4: Yo. You think so? <laughs> I'm not woke at all. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, so we all got together, and thank goodness, and um, hello to Ian Coyote as well. We put this whole thing together through FPV Hub, which was, what's that thing you called it before? It was...
0: FPV I think it was FPV. What happened is, everybody knows Simon Dale, who had FPV, firstpersonview.co.uk. He put this forum out. And, and he paid for all the web hosting. I think he still pays for the hosting of FPV Hub. But what had happened is people kept posting flights that were not quite legal. And it wasn't like, you know, people were flying into babies and stuff. It's just I didn't have a spotter or I went behind a tree. And he got a bit twitchy about, like, I don't want this associated with my commercial site. So it became FPV Hub and hence distance. And after that, we could stop pretending we had this <laughs> the spotter was behind me. You probably couldn't see him in my video, that sort of stuff. And we could just get on with it.
4: Wayne, there's enough time and distance between us all to get really honest about it. Okay, so FPV.org were trying to, in the early days, become the the voice of FPV and uh, the whole model thing then, because they, they saw this burgeoning industry. They, they, they'd, they'd seen an amazing future where millions of people were going to invest in this new technology. That What they didn't actually... Um, uh, foresee was the the regulations that were going to follow and just bugger the whole thing up. But um, so I think Simon was pretty keen to become, you know, when you a new industry starts, you'll get the top monopolizing business will then become the regulator, would then become, uh, who, who would be in cahoots with, with the CAA and everyone else involved. And, and granted, I mean, Simon did a lot of work trying to um, get rid of the word drone and talk about FPV and piloting and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think he, he was hoping to be the first actor uh, in the whole game. And, and uh, kudos to him. I mean, he, he imported stuff uh, from all over the world to get the thing going. And we, I mean, we started, I think uh, Mad Dogs, the first one was the 11th of June, 2012. Is that correct, Wayne?
0: Um, to... It was it was in my video as September two thousand twelve. was certainly in two thousand twelve, and I'd already had yeah. a tricopter and a four fifty then. So it was it was somewhere into two thousand
4: twelve. That's correct. Yeah. So so the whole idea was just to be able to fly with other people, and uh, we obviously those those weekends, and they normally turn into, well, they often turn into whole weekends. Um, would just be where we would learn about flight controllers and what this one's doing and what that one's doing. And uh, it, it was an amazing, amazing time, you know. I think it was. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of miss that, to be honest. I'm actually thinking now putting together a long-range beast that I can fly uh, from an undisclosed location in Africa.
0: Yeah, it was... We did lots of stuff. Hey, it's David Winsor Oh, Happy David. He was responsible for all the tricopters. But um we used to be early days.
4: I mean David is part of the um the triune god of F, isn't it? Yeah,
0: if if Dave looks now, look, there's my my tri. That was what it was flying in twenty twelve and it still sat there on my wall. And to be fair, it flies like a fing potato now, but (laughs) Oh. Back in the old days, that just felt as smooth as butter with the lovely KK2. So that's it. the David Quad with the KK2. Yes, it, it started off with a KK. No, ball, try, right? try. Yeah. See, I didn't even include your your tri flying because there was that great picture from Badlands where it just falls out well, of the sky and
4: breaks. I, I tried. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, David Winstall actually, uh, again, was, was one of the very early people to, responsible for getting stability, at least in those tries. And his footage is buttery smooth. Um, he, what, what he gave to this hobby um, in terms of, you know, the try and uh, all, all the little things that he had engineered. I mean, he, he's an absolute legend. So, uh, yeah, good to see his name again. Jeez.
0: Yeah, we like him. I love you, David.
4: So we used to do cool things
0: at Mad Dogs. I I think we actually had a board, at least on one of them, to say who could fly the furthest, which possibly might be (laughs) regarded (laughs) as like, who can go the furthest away and come back? Because there were plenty of instances of people not coming back as well. (laughs) Although members of the public always eventually found the planes and would return them. They somehow knew, even ones that ended up miles away that, oh, there's some cricket ground that people fly from. Or, or a year so, later
4: after the crop was uh, harvested, yeah?
0: Yes. Some of them had been through a combine harvester, to be fair. But that's <laughs> just what happens. When you, you wouldn't have believed it. We saw literally a wing go down, and it was only 50 metres in front of us. And We're like, it's over there. And then everybody was had quads up in the air trying to get like, aerial footage. There's 20 people in the field walking back and forth. Uh, nobody could find it. It was just lost. And then next year, the farmer plows it. It's like, I found this plane. Is it yours?
4: Crazy. The whole search and rescue thing. Do you remember uh, in the early days when uh, a lot of people got licenses like Jim? Uh, who was that crazy Polish guy from the hub? Um, Ian's going to tell us in the comments. Marzen um, and a whole lot of those sort of characters who, who went for this licensing and they, they, they had foreseen these amazing commercial opportunities. So, whenever a plane went down at Mad Dogs, and it could be anywhere between Great Hazeley, which is South Oxfordshire, all the way up to, what was that mountain range that sort of separated uh, Buckinghamshire, uh, 10 miles away. And almost all of them were found, to be honest, but, uh, well, not in very good shape. Do you, do you remember the one where I lost in the, in the adjacent farm? And then we pulled off the footage. And... Oh. This farmer says, well, I'm going to keep it. This Look at this, oh, this get one. who lands it, in my he field. He decided and, he was going to keep your plane. <laughs> and that's when the media was all talking about um, that these drones are flying around and they're looking at your your ladies who are, who are like, you know, suntanning naked in England. Come on. No one suntans naked. <laughs> and with something like uh, 7 million uh, CCTV cameras, we can't exactly you know complain about privacy, I don't think. I think that was a very disingenuous argument against... FBV, you know, drones.
0: I, I do remember the one, uh, what happened, again, this is slightly shady to talk about, but I think we can now because it was many years ago, is you had the Penguin, which was a nice plane, but you'd come in and you hit a, a seat, I think, and broke it and the tail had come off. But then you saw some powered paragliders going over, so you quickly gaffer taped the tail back on and said, I'm going to chase these paragliders and get some footage. And then that went down... Uh, about one and a half kilometers away by the fishing lace so we had to go and recover that but when we did again we found more friends because we didn't know there was technology in fishing these guys had these bait boats and they would like text them if they got a bite and stuff they had like fully remote controlled bait dropping things it was we had sort of kindred spirits there so they were quite excited to tell us that yeah we saw a plane go down over there and we could recover it quite nicely but what I was just going to say as well is that there were many, like pretty amazing things done there. A lot of one-offs. Um, when Flying Wings dots was still running, um, Rob would bring his his prototype wings and let us fly them. There were multiple 10k plus runs done. Um, I flew the first of my cardboard planes there, and altitude the records. Run. Yeah, cloud busting cloud oh yeah the cloud busting the let's get to a thousand meters within one minute with a a, you know some some as i said slightly dodgy thing one of the ones i remember best is um a a 10k night flight in which um what was his name i remember now he turned his lights on and on his wing and we could see it from over 10k away this this plane just lit up so still within line of sight then if you can see it that's that was our argument if we can see it it's line of sight (laughs)
4: Uh, i see from from that sort of crowd there are still quite a few of those guys who are still putting up uh, videos and they're still going pretty far which is which is cool Uh, i don't think the uh, the the line of sight police are terribly active or maybe they're just distracted looking for quads it in terms of like can this sort of
0: stuff still be done today and of course we have to say because of legal reasons not legally, technically, maybe breaking some laws, depending where you are. But in, in my sort of experience, uh, Ian's saying Adam G. Adam G does FPV. G, in yeah. my experience, the, the powers that be are much more likely to come after you for what is obviously dangerous flying, and that is don't fly over people, don't fly over property, don't fly over vehicles and stuff. If you're in the middle of a field and you fly 10K away, but you remain in the middle of the field, there is little, very little perceived danger than if you were flying 10K and you crossed motorways and cities and, and things like that. I think that's the case.
4: Exactly. I mean, in those days, all, all we had said to anyone, and I remember a flight that I did over Hensbury Head in in Dorset, uh, there was a bit of backlash on the, uh, the channel from the Nature Conservancy who were talking about uh, birds that were nesting. So... I, I love both those things. Uh, and I wouldn't want to offend. But it seems like in those days, you could just say, well, the there was no ill intention. There was no bad intention. And uh, you could almost flummox them with BS. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> at Mad Dogs, the big thing was just to get the, the members of the public who are walking up and they've got this flustered look on their face. Uh, you just put a pair of goggles on them and Give them a beer and you're all sweet, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's not the same today, but I'm definitely getting back into long range now. I'm planning a new setup. I don't know how the hell I'm going to import anything into the UK now after Brexit, but um, my strategy is just going to be to get to Sealand, uh, see if I can get to oh. France. And um, again, just it's all about, and I think uh, Ian will appreciate this, uh, David will appreciate this, and you, Wayne. It's about the setup of the electronics, the separation um, of the, the antennas, uh, how you tweak your system, uh, whether you open the API for Google on your uh, flight controller and do something interesting. Um, but those are the, I think to me, those, those are the real sort of joys and challenges of what, you know, what i sort of call FPV. And um, yeah, I think uh, I'd be totally happy to explain to anybody on a UK beach facing out to see what I'm doing, (laughs) you know, (laughs) flying inland. uh, I think I'm going to give that a miss and until I can get back to Africa one day or, you know, to the Caribbean or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This, this came out on a, a, I did a a, a live stream for a, my 20 K subscriber sort of celebration and and people were talking about long range. And uh, my answer was because we, you know, there's, it's very exciting to fly quads, Uh, especially blue owl who flies them looking at the sky all the time at 65 degrees you fly a sort of relatively short range around uh trees and and obstacles and that and from the sound of it long range sounds boring because essentially you're going out in a straight line and you're coming back again but it's all about setting up and being able to basically overcome all the issues you're going to have um especially back in the day because uh back then long range meant you were using 433 megahertz And that did not like to play well with other electronics. You sort of, the bigger the wing, the better, because you could put one antenna over there and your VTX over there, and it it wasn't so bad. Nowadays, with all the uh, other long-range systems like Crossfire and Ghost and Tracer, it gets a lot easier to do longer range for, for, for free, if you like. and um, We do
1: need to get um, Don Robinson on, on the show at some point because he's been in the LDO Discord uh, link in the description below um, talking about uh, his latest projects with Express LRS um, and kind of some boards specifically made to work with that. Um, so I, I think there's definitely a lot of interest again in the kind of that side of things be interesting to see because express lrs um have been working like both with the 2.4 and uh the 8 900 megahertz um to to kind of have a low latency high speeds you know like like the tracer and crossfire and everything else like that um but it's open or at least more open source um and they're you know getting some boards that should be able to work as receivers with that work with across multiple transmitters. Um, in terms of you know, you don't have to buy an Express LRS radio. You can buy whatever radio you want and then make it work with some receivers that it's working on. Um, so it'd be interesting to see kind of how that works into everything.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I keep hearing about that, and and back last year it seemed to be. Oh, get rid of R9 and replace with Express LRS because the latency is better. But now it seems to have been developed enough where it's also a really
4: interesting long range system as well. I wonder, did that come out of the open LRS, open source platform to begin with? Probably.
1: Probably. It's probably another fork or something <laughs> like that. We'll have Everything to get Dom seems on the explain. From something. Yeah. <laughs> mm. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. What other
3: old school stories have you guys got? Like how, do, like how did it all like properly start? Who, who's, who would, who would you class as your right hand man,
4: Rich? So I sort of identified the that the, the field where I lived in Great Hazley, which was um, sort of in South Oxfordshire, very rural, very, very much sort of gentrified area, lots of farmers and little quaint villages and stuff, but also lots of open land and, and miles and miles of, of distance. Um, so I was relatively new in the game, obviously linked up with org, which is now FEV Hub. And um, the whole thing was just in the ascendancy, but no one was doing anything. And I'm a very sociable guy. So <laughs> I thought, okay, should, I'll just put up an event and and see who comes. We, we did all get together in the new forest, um, which, was, which was awesome. Uh, but that was just so sort of random and I thought okay great we get a place where we can camp and we can cook and you know thank god the South African shops in London um, make you know they sell bruvos which is a very special South African sausage I hope there are no vegans uh, offended by this but uh, (laughs) that and uh, cold South African beer I guess also just uh, took me home a little bit you know Uh, the couple of hot days that we get um, to have an event on and uh, I think everyone's uh, girlfriends and wives were glad to see the back of us for a day or two and um, so we put that together and I made sure that there was good buy-in from the village um, I, I got to, to know uh, what was his name Dave uh, a gentleman he passed away eventually uh, Dave was like the the local village guy you know he, um, uh, he he was he's actually a honorary character in the vicar at dibley because my next to the neighbor was uh, Richard Curtis, and he wrote The the Vicar of Dibley in that little village, and you got all the ideas from sitting in the pub every afternoon. So that's the sort of place it was. So everyone was either with you or against you, and I just let them tolerate me for the first couple of months, and uh, I was flying out at the cricket field. There wasn't much cricket going on, so the thing was a big expense to the village. And then um, we put on the first uh one which i think uh it was a little late year. it was getting a little bit cold right when it's getting a bit cold and um but there was a great turnout i think we had about 15 or 20 people at the first one
0: yeah i mean it got to the point where it was too big so no one could fly and you'd be flying and suddenly like i could just see someone's feet which was always a pain and that's i think it got limited to like 15 in the end didn't it and so it's like you you offer the spaces and then they get snapped up by people and then they, they come along.
4: Yeah. I always felt that uh, there weren't enough people there, you know, uh, because, look, I mean, the UK is a small place, but it's a big place too. Um, so to get people to come up, come down from the north, and there's a lot of people we knew on, on the forums who, you know, uh, that just never made it either up or down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, you drove pretty far to get there. Um, so it definitely had a uh, this sort of feel that we were all uh, doing something awesome, you know, something important. Um, yeah,
0: well, it's kind of like, I, th- I suppose that the similarity here might be something like the, the mini air show where, you, yeah, there's stuff going on, but it's also a case of you hang out with your friends, you see what they're flying, you talk to them about what they're doing and you learn some stuff from them and stuff but you had a great relationship with the village but some of the guys that another bunch of guys still fly now the team Woolies so they they did a bit of a road trip up one year and I remember Rich getting very worried that we were going to be banned forever because they're a rowdy lot they they like the odd tipple oh when you said Woolies you are referring
4: to our Welsh friends are you not our Welsh friends yes okay Team Woolly Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter still uh, talks, speaks of them fondly. You know, uh, especially where I think it's about three times a year that I watch your night flight video. Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of Welsh commentary in there. And uh, Simon, uh, actually, Simon, you, do you guys still use his antennas? By the way, Big Nose. No, big nose he's, antennas?
0: He's, he stopped. He stopped doing antennas a while ago.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, he just made a really great version of the um, IB crazy 5.8s and 2.4s and 1.2s, and I went pretty far on his on his junk, you know. <laughs> but I do remember the weekend they came up. That was a problem. That was a problem for for everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. So, so watch out if you're anywhere near Team woody Sheep people. Yeah. Bunch.
4: But um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, lot of fun stories, a lot of war stories from that period as well. But I think at the same time, a lot of people were trying to organize really big organized events with banners and and advertising. And they, they just, a lot of them fell through back then. Uh, whereas we sort of had quite a pull because it was just just a bunch of uncomplicated guys, not trying to make any money, not trying to make a thing of it. And um, just remembering back on that, there's a whole lot of, Wayne, I think you'll agree, there's a whole lot of okay, first time, uh, things for this industry. Uh, I mean, we, we had the the first mini quads racing, and Benny was Benny was a kid. Do you remember?
0: Yeah, I, I tell the story. He was thirteen, and his mum bought them. Yeah, uh, and his his mum because you disappeared somewhere, and so she came to like, for some reason. I was in charge, and she's like, "You have to look after my son. Here's my number." So I've still got Benny's mum's number somewhere in my phone. In case oh, interested. <laughs> and um within 10 minutes You're neil my arch nemesis neil had him climbing a tree like a chimney sweep to get a plane back i, was like, I have to explain to his mum if he falls out a tree and dies now <laughs> uh, sorry we accidentally killed your son yeah but yeah we had some the first of the mini quad races there and um like ratty used to be a big wing guy uh this is richard yep. i forgot his last name now he, he, he got yeah, Roland. He got he. You know he he did a lot of organising of of uh, quad races and stuff, didn't he? For uh so he, he does he becomes, uh,
1: the a lot of the IFPV into FPV uh, and the that is currently the BDRA uh, kind of official race calendar. Um, and he does a lot of the kind of points management of the the leagues from that as well. I think I think he's still involved in a lot of that.
4: Yeah, he he was in the first um, what is it called the World Cup or something uh, in the Arab Emirates in Dubai. He 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 was that he was there for for the UK.
1: Yeah, the Drone yeah. World Championship in Dubai.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean the guy's a beast. You know, do you know do you know that he wants to become a fighter pilot and I believe he will do it. You talking about Benny. Benny. Yeah. Now, Luke. Yeah, Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, Wayne, as I recall, his, his mum was ha- happy to leave him there because um, he got on so well with uh, Holly, my daughter. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: uh,
4: and I mean, actually for my daughter, she's somebody who remembers Mad Dog so well. Um, the other the guys all wanted to get away from the kids very often, but uh, Wayne brought Sophie through uh, once or twice and... and um, Got together and stuff, but but she really remembers you know, when you're a kid, everything is so much bigger, you know. And um, we got footage of planes getting dangerously close to her, but uh, <laughs> she absolutely loved it, never lost a finger, and she's still talking about it today. And that's what, um, 10 years later or there, is, later.
0: there is similar footage when Sophie came up. There was this time where we had this big inflatable thing, yes, and the we're big slime being stupid, and yeah. um, there's this voice of my wife that I had to cut out saying get away with it you're going to get killed
4: and I was like
0: well I'm okay I know what you're doing he's the world champion at this so we should be fine but she wasn't having it these are dangerous things you're all going to die but another another thing I remember so well when you had Holly with you is Rich when we camped we we like had tents and for some reason Rich bought this thing you know you can get these tents that you just sit under at the beach
4: to keep the shade off you Mm-hmm. He had one of these to sleep Such in. Such a bastard, Wayne. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to finish the story, aren't you? Yes. And okay. he Can yeah, I like... tell the story? I, I can predict exactly what he's going to say.
0: What's we, we'll it now?
4: Carry
3: on. Mime him.
4: Uh, you see, uh, men generally, when they're inferior, compare size. Carry on, Wayne. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> It's it's what you do at the camp. It's true. I, I had a little.
0: This, this is this isn't about your tent. You're which married. Pathetic, but this was about Rich saying, "I'm just going to read Holly a bedtime story, and then I come back out and we'll do this flight." So we're sort of waiting. So sometimes, what would happen is we'd turn on. It's like I'll be two minutes launch. I'll be with you, and just, we're flying around for half an hour. It's like where's Rich? He was reading a story, and we just hear this snoring coming from the tent <laughs> because he's
4: fallen asleep. <laughs> reading Listen, a story to his daughter when and we're do- running out of lipos up here dr zeus at eight o'clock in the evening is like heroin okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs>
4: all right I, I thought you were going to tell the other story i'm glad you didn't thanks i'm not here sure on, what you mean by the
0: other story there are many other stories uh ian wanted to talk about my legendary snoring which everybody knows is legendary the NHS have told me, if you sleep next to me, you're legally entitled to wear some sort of ear protection because it's over 90 decibels, and that's dangerous. Yeah, that's
1: okay. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. So that if is, you were in the, the same other field What story as me, you thought he was <laughs> going to tell? <laughs> I don't know.
4: <laughs> oh, what, what was the other story Wayne yeah. was going to tell? Well, he was going to tell you about my um, very insignificant little tent, Um a little you know, like a little Indian chief tent that you get when you're nine years old, and uh Wendy house you no know, smaller than that, really ridiculous, we uh, and tell then you the next was in it
0: because we could see shape against it and it had no <laughs> interior lining either, so, of <laughs> so course, okay. during the night, all the
4: condensation just ran down onto it, <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> uh, and then the following uh, season, I got this huge tent that we all flew through. Do you remember that, um oh, yeah. And that actually reminds me of, so who's the chap again with the, the tricopter? The brilliant filming. I mean, what a genius. Um, what, Martin Badlands? Martin, Martin Badlands. Yeah, I mean, we also did, uh, Martin and I used to go through to Bounce. Anyone hear of uh, Bounce? And in fact, the, the guy who ran Bounce made a brilliant flight controller for 3D helicopters. Angelos, the Greek chap, Angelos. FBB Bounce. Did you, did you ever go there, uh, Wayne? I never got an invite. It was invite only, and you weren't allowed to ask. You had to be invited. <laughs> you never got no. the nod, mate. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not It's not that at all. I just seen FBB Steve is on here. I mean, my God, if we talk about one character from the olden days, Steve, how are you doing, brother? Uh, now, that's one person who never came to Mad Dogs. Uh, oh, he's saying, hey, Ian. No, no, he's talking to somebody else when I'm talking to him. <laughs> But uh, Steve never made it down. But did, did you go to, we did, I did meet Steve at one of the, the meets up further north. I, I drive a thousand miles uh, to, to get to an FB meet in those days, you know. Um, it was incredible. But um, Ian did come down and uh, where, where was I with this? So we're talking about Bounce, okay. Bounce was very, very much like um, Mad Dogs, but probably had more people, to be honest. Um And, uh, yeah, so Badlands, his filming of these events, if anyone wants to see what Mad Dogs really looked like, and, you know, he was was taking a 2012 tricopter and making it look like a DJI today. I mean, really beautiful stuff. So that stuff I
0: was showing with all the planes in formation, that is Martin at the back with his tricopter bent forward this far, keeping up with all the planes absolutely beautifully.
4: He He did the best stuff. Do you remember the loop filming, uh, Wayne? So we would all chase each other and then go into a loop. And I've got some footage um, that I downloaded last week. I just forgot to do anything with it. But uh, one where we, you, I think it was you behind me, uh, and there's this perfect loop and the perfect chase within the loop. It was incredible. It's it's much harder to do than you think, isn't it?
0: Especially you when know. you do different types of planes. So Let know. me ask you this: because in your sim,
3: you are. FPV. steve's been playing your simulator
0: well he's got he's got good taste i was just gonna say jack you'd heard of mad dogs hadn't you had you heard of any of the other events like bounce
3: i never heard of bounce
0: there you go Go. it was all mad dogs and i really really wanted to
3: go and i sent an email
0: (laughs) who'd you send an email to
3: i I don't know but i was like (laughs) get me get me in a that.
1: yeah but that might be in the intention of the email, but as Curry knows, the emails that you get from Jack don't necessarily reflect the intention. Uh, just
0: random letters that you have to correct <laughs> and send back to him, anyway. <laughs> just just face plant the keyboard. That's that's about what you get. It would be it would be fantastic to um, do that sort of stuff again. We just have oh, to find the right location you know, where we can you know. run away from very quickly in case anybody comes after us. Well. There's, there's
1: there's a plan for how we might do a kind of mini air show invitational that could be quite good for doing some quite mad things. I like where uh, it's
0: going, Frank. Tell us more.
1: Uh, I don't want to say too much uh, on air at the moment, but when... Uh, I know a bit more about how we're going to do it, then I will at least put the shout out of what we're going to do. Well, at least how to get involved. Um, but I will I'll keep you updated. But yeah, this is definitely kind of inspiring a bit more interest in getting that happening this year.
4: Cool. What area is that going to be, Frank?
1: That will be in the uh, <coughs> See, you know, Midlands you know, yeah. area. Okay. So, well, we'll see
4: as specific as that well I yep. think there's enough talk possibly of the old days because it was a lot of fun it was very unregulated but uh, what's happening now I think that's that's probably something to talk about you know a lot of pilots uh, um, came in because they used to be they previously used to be real pilots you know I mean I used to fly Sister 172 uh, I then went on to MicroLights when I couldn't afford uh, the, the GA anymore and then FPV, and then I promised Wayne that I was going to get into some other form of, of flying, like uh, rotorcraft, uh, but I, that I never did. You were
0: going to do pa- power paramount as well, PPM?
4: I was going to do PPG, and then I thought, you know, um, I kind of like my legs. Um, <laughs> I don't like the, uh, there's just something about, I, don't, I love the wind in my face, to be honest, but uh, I don't think I would do PPG. Um, but I'm pretty interested in um, gyroplanes. And I think if I ever go back into sort of general aviation again, it would be gyros. Because when all the Cessnas and everyone else lands, that's when the gyros go up and have fun. They're very unaffected by um, turbulence and wind effects, and they can go in the meanest weather, which is brutal.
3: I have a friend called Chris uh, who uh, I can try and put you in touch with. Who is a big gyrocopter guy? Mm. So he's 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 cool. Um, do you, do you want to read that out as soon as you're taking a done taking a drink, Blue Owl? Ask a question.
2: What's the <laughs> comment? You think I'm too quiet tonight? Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Jack. Okay. So the question is: Talk about reach first. Oh, that's a that's a good one. What? How do you how do you read that? Midwin.
4: Talk about Richard's first Midwin flight with Thank the antenna tracker.
3: Thank her. Thank
4: let her do it. it.
3: <laughs> 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 International woman. <with>.
4: Yeah.
2: go <laughs> Good.
4: I actually don't remember that. Uh, Ian, I was drunk, I believe, at the time. And uh, <laughs> as I recall, I had two My Twin Dreams. The one um, was built over about a three-month period. Had one flight, and then I ordered another one immediately, having learned from whatever it mistake, whatever mistake it was that I'd made. Uh, that's
1: that's the only way that I've seen or heard of the My Twin Dreams being flown is once. Um,
4: <laughs> Do you know I something? Don't...
1: No, they're really good
4: the second one I did I flew Beachy Head uh, I had that sunset flight in Oxford which was um, everyone loved it it was a very very good flight very buttery smooth and everything but, but the um, it's only ever topped by uh, Ian Coyote because he went and put a uh, gimbal on uh, you know and I said to him Look, that's like Botox you know that's like Botox for, for GoPros Um but i had also discovered something that nobody really knew was that if you put on an nd filter you wouldn't get the uh the horrible you know jello uh, well the prop effect okay yeah. so if you put an nd filter on it just goes it just looks like a little animation so when you uh panning across your uh props especially on the twins it just looks beautiful so i used to fly fpv like i flew regular planes so if you if you do in the circuit and you're going to do a right hand or a left hand you're coming into base I would turn my camera and do exactly what i would do in a regular plane you know uh it turns out that i actually made some 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 really great footage but um on, on the twin the second twin that i built the one that had the um the, the black and yellow tape i bought it probably cost me 500 pounds 600 pounds to put it together and i sold it for a grand um about a year afterwards because the thing i had some pedigree it flew there that, that <laughs> early morning Oxford flight, which I, I, I put up. Then I put another flight up where the intro to the video was, um, a link to the Samaritans. All right. Because it was shot at beachy head, you know, I mean, I don't want to put beachy head, uh, on my, my video. And then i got a whole lot of, you know, morbidly depressed people thinking, shit, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> and, um, but w- an amazing flight over the head and over the, uh, the lighthouse and everything. Um, so, so you, I was answering you. Well, no, I wasn't answering your question. I, I was just replying to you, saying that no, that those those. Okay, you're right. Every, everyone does crash their twins almost immediately, but um, <laughs> I held on to mine for about a year. <laughs> I blame the
0: flight control. There's there's two things I should mention, and um, one of if you ever get a chance to fly with Rich, you must do so because it's the most engaging hilarious thing in the world rich would maybe deny this but there's a lot of talk coming from him if there's a slight flicker just a flicker of static and there's a lot of shouting from you about who just
4: turned on 5.8 what's going on <laughs> yeah i mean if your plane's 10 miles away and, and you, you see someone's crotch because they're, they're trying to fix something on the tail it's like
0: okay uh, there's a there's yeah. a flicker just a flicker <laughs> I've, I've, got a lot of, I've got a lot of audio um, about, about you telling me the right way to fly a plane. And it's like, not like that, not like that, not like that, not like that. Oh, f- Wayne, what are you doing? What are you doing with that? For a, but it was, it was all hilarious fun. I think maybe the Tracker thing was in the early days of Tracker... It, it it didn't seem to always work. I think I've seen them act as like an anti-tracker. So you move the plane towards it, it gets shy and turns away. <laughs> is, of course, this was the way of going sort of the beyond 10K yes. thing. You, you get a very large helical, like 12 turn or something. But of course, that band is very narrow, so you have to have it pointed. And if you've got a tracker, that will do it. Uh, and as soon as that starts misbehaving, it's like, I'm going over here now. You are You are screwed. Maybe it's one of those ones. See, well, Ian I'll agrees just, with me. I'll, it is hilarious.
4: It is hilarious. And I've just been reminded, and, and Ian, bless you, mate. I'm going to give you a call pretty soon, maybe after this. Um, I bought the first kit. Maybe Ian can tell us in the comments there. You had to buy the, uh, the, the sort of cutout of wood and everything, and then you had to make this thing on a, a camera stand, and you needed to Try source cool. these. I think it was the, the three. I had Ian up at, until about 2 o'clock in the morning helping me over a three-day period, trying to get that bloody thing configured. Um, and I forget what it was called. Um, see, so now you just buy everything and it comes off the shelf. Then you actually had to make it, set the limits, do the programming. Do we... Oh, yes, uh, uh, Ian was talking about the auto-launch as well. That was quite fun as well. And I, You see, that video you spoke about earlier on and the auto-launch that, that Ian's talking about now, those are the videos that I spoke to you in the pre-show saying, you're not going to play them, are you? You know, like I could video. find it now. What Richard's talking about
0: is we had a challenge. Both him and Ian had the same plane and the same flight controller, which was the uh what was it called? It's the, I can't my, flight it. the my, my flight dream, the my auto dream, my dream, yeah. yeah, And it has an auto launch mode. Of course, everybody flying iNav will be familiar with this sort of thing. Back in the day, there was no iNav. That uh, you know, you'd, um, you'd
3: hold the stick down and then the the elevons are twitch. Is that right?
4: No, the idea is that you you set a ramp up on your uh, on your gains so that it, it it spools up nice and easy, um, and then you give it a chuck, and then if you're really cool, you just won't even look at your radio. You know, you'll just be like, hey. The it's the okay. Was, you know, they, they so the whole down. challenge was who who would react the slowest? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's just say someone broke into a bit of a trot on the way back to their right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but if you've got a grand wrapped up in a piece of foam, okay, and you've got all of your friends watching and the whole thing's being filmed... Um, <laughs> Uh, it would be rather unnatural just to it's like leaving your kid in a in a market somewhere in a foreign country and just walking away you, you don't do it you, just, you,
0: just don't. <laughs> you know you forced me okay, into I'll doing lost, this Rich I lost, so I'm that one. Have to, I lost
4: it I'm finding the video hold on it. let's, let's yeah. see this shall we there we go Demonetized straight away sorry interested to see how oh, this no, goes
1: because in my head you're like you're all lined up with, with your wings like 20 metres away from your radios and just trying to walk as slowly as you can back to but it.
4: But Wayne's going to play a complimentary video after this.
0: Right. So <laughs> you can see we've got
4: so on uh, the side. Rich
0: here on the left. This is, this is Ian on, on the right. The radios are back behind us. They're going to do their launch. That's
4: some fat bald guy. That's not me. <laughs> let's, let's see what happens. Yep. Yeah. But come on, look at that plane. It was a good-looking plane
1: and you don't really get the impression of how quite how big it is for the video but having seen it on it, on a dining room table it is enormous uh as a bit of foam
4: so, so it's no, all quite no. cool <laughs> oh
0: he's breaking into a run
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh you're such a mate there we go. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so look at him and he just is having a walk back he's going to grab himself a cappuccino
3: casually put his right. goggles on better <laughs> I love my sex about pooping is in the background of that video <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: about that
4: no, no that's absolutely I, I was actually very pleased to see that and I think uh, you know you you Especially through the forum, you know, we discuss, oh, how's your weekend? What is your weekend? Even if, um, oh, my Viper is bigger, Caroline. Um, <laughs> how much bigger? Come on. How much, how much bigger is it? I want to know. You just tell me exactly, exactly if we're doing science here. <laughs> but um, Wayne, uh, what, what were you talking about? I've just totally lost my train of thought. Um, Caroline like was... You were long. great.
3: You were pleased to see that video
4: yeah absolutely i mean uh because how you know if you weren't crashing it then you were doing something proper but something like the the, the auto launch you remember that one video where i did where uh it, it was an instructional video on how not to get a random member of the public to throw your plane into the ground do you remember that one? Oh yeah that <laughs> yeah. was
0: like the rich is a very friendly <laughs> yeah, man and we'll just, friendly just to hold the friends
4: yeah so he throws the thing before i switch on uh, okay. i think throw,
0: <laughs> throw is not the right word he basically just let it go at his hand and it dropped to the floor it's not really a throw was it
4: yeah but i think i said something like okay so on three uh you can give it a toss and then i'm, I'm busy sorting myself out and next thing i my goggles and i'm, I'm seeing the grass <laughs> and then i have a look and it's about you know, three days worth of repair and stuff like that. Oh, um, uh, I, d- I do miss that. But I, th- I think um, I definitely I'm going to be putting something together now. And you guys can tell me exactly uh, what long-range system to get what, so that I don't have to spend stupid money making all those mistakes and having to go through that sort of apprenticeship. You guys can just tell me exactly what I need off the shelf. It's, it's easier now. Is it?
0: Cool. I mean, you can, you can go digital it. as well. Can I have talk about how lovely the grass looks (laughs) through this high definition goggles (laughs) see
1: every every drop of rain on the lens um there's uh, a question that fpv steve has, has put in as well in the chat have you got any plans to start flying planes again with new digital gear
4: absolutely steve um there's no question about it um i've got two drones well my daughter's got one i've got one so we got the, the Mavics, but they are boring as. um I've got to get back you to real to our, It's fine, uh,
3: we've got an editor. Thank you, editor.
4: You <laughs> I mean I can say. <laughs> All right. Because. That um, seems to have made you more speechless rather No, <laughs> because now I've, now I've got the C word on my brain. Uh, and and I never use it, I only invoke the C word when it's absolutely. Call out,
3: guess the C word.
4: <laughs> yeah, when it's absolutely necessary. I haven't had a course to use that word for three, four she days. often
3: uses that word to describe me. <laughs>
4: yeah. No, Steve, definitely I want to get back into it. Um, I'm, I missed it ahead of a lot. And, um, you know, I'm looking for a big plan and uh, I need everything because uh, I just, uh, when I got rid of the, uh, the Twin Dreamer, uh, the radio had to go with it and everything else had to go with it and then and then life just happened and then i put my focus into you know maybe gyros or ppg and then you know stuff just happened then nothing happened then you know uh, so definitely definitely pretty keen to get back in but somebody has to come up with an fpv meet though somebody has to come up with what we did in the past because i, I couldn't do that now um you know what i mean to go go somewhere camp have it arranged and and be able to 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 you know to fly let's wait for frank to come back to us plan. Yep. yeah yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> i yeah. mean
1: we we've also got uh plans i mean i say plans the idea of the uh ldo no uh there's still that to happen that we were gonna do last summer and we'll maybe try again at doing this summer with uh it's a, a slightly different event that will be much more quad-focused than wing-focused. Um, you might struggle to do any long-range there, but I get the impression that you'd probably try anyway. So we, we, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, there, I'm sure there will be some events. Um, if anyone is looking for events otherwise, generally the best place to go is the IFPB website. Um They've got all the listings of not only the race events, but also the casual meetups and local leagues and things like that as well, if you're interested in the quad racing. Um, But they do have other events on there as well. That's a good place to start. Um, Yeah, so hopefully we'll see some more events when events can happen again.
3: I know. I miss you all, guys. It's so... It's the same thing day in, day out. (laughs) There's only so many flight test planes
0: you can build before you start getting weird. Did anybody manage to do any flying this week? I will just say I tried. Mm. I had the most disappointing day ever on Wednesday when I took my poorly knee, I packed (laughs) my backpack with a quad to test and some goggles. I thought, I'll do my part two reviews. took me 52 minutes to walk to the field except it turned out it wasn't the field anymore because in the three months that I haven't been there, it's now a building site. And so I had to turn around and walk all the way back again and I've got no footage, no flying and a hurty knee. That's
2: even better. You should have flown there. <laughs> More interesting than a field.
0: It's it's not just the fact that it's a building site. They've also erected fences all the way around it. So I can't even get in. Awesome. And they have security guards That's everywhere. Really- <laughs> so it's... Fantastic.
1: But you just need the, the Tony approach. Just give, give him a nifty I 50 I can't afford
0: to bribe everybody 50 quid every time <laughs> I'm Quad.
1: So, you, would, would the footage not get you 50 quid back then? Is that, that not how that works? You're mm. not like a mainstream YouTuber making thousands of pounds no, off my of every video. video. get me
0: 50p if I like. <laughs> <laughs> After Aww.
3: another glorious Charger review. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I didn't even get the charge andy, Andy's andy got lots of charges to review I, nothing. have I got, got any got time for- no I am currently screwed uh, there is, is nothing that I can walk to currently uh, there are there are some places I can drive to but it becomes more hassle but uh, I'll think about something so short term nothing I expect my YouTube channel to not involve any flying stuff long-term yeah i'll sort something out eventually uh
1: the the other thing for looking for people to fly with is that the as well as the bmfa club finder now fpv uk have also put up a, a club finder which not only has clubs but you can also stick your own details on there to be like i want to go and find other people nearby to fly with come find me um, and people post up like their local Facebook groups and things up on there as well, so that's that can be a good place to to find people to fly with
0: when that's legal again people's secret sites and stuff hmm. so we don't have to all wear open toed sandals <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, socks and sandals, yeah Blue Owl, have you got any questions <laughs>
2: no i'm good thanks
3: can you you do some talking
1: (laughs) could you make something Uh,
2: up no i guess i guess i can (laughs) has anyone tried
1: curry's latest version of his simulator
2: i haven't i only fly with you guys
1: yeah same everyone has to try (laughs) the game i I, I haven't flown it yet either not since not since being not since getting very close to putting the radio through the screen i haven't played it since then It got
0: easier since then. Good,
1: good. Well, we'll have to have a session this weekend, assuming it's not amazing weather and everyone else has disappeared
0: off to fly somewhere. I find that unlikely from my point of view.
1: Yeah, I agree. (laughs)
3: Right, we've, we've made it to an hour, guys. So, should we call it there?
1: Seems reasonable.
3: No worries. I am on the Thursday night show from midnight to a one tonight so that's the thursday night show dot com uh if you want to listen to some 80s ish tunes i guess i think we're doing 80s again so i'll be there with my sex robot from the future and uh i'll be
4: <laughs> jesus <laughs>
3: and i'll be <laughs> play, playing some music uh you've been listening to electron art that's uh, supported and loved by all our patreons and thank you guys so much. We love you guys. Um, and everyone who tunes in and, you know, keeps keeps this show alive. It will get better when we get out. We'll do some serious flying and uh, try and push the limits. Get uh, some decent guests. Yeah, <laughs> if, you get, if you get in the air, let us know. And uh, we'll come out and have a tear up with you. It sounds, Absolutely.
4: sounds like there's some
3: stories still there. You know, we can dive off beachy heads.
4: Not new, new stories to make we just might not be able to put them on YouTube you know what I mean <laughs> yeah
3: that's it man you're going to have to give me a, a link to your playlist Best so way. I can watch them um, and find out compare notes from you and Curry but mm. uh, we've been joined by the one and only Andrew Stash Frank bye uh, the lovely beautiful but quiet Blue Owl
2: <laughs> bye
3: uh, everyone's favourite Curry Kitten goodbye bye and, uh, uh, fly boy, And I've been bright until I fly. Thank you guys so much. And hopefully we'll all be out soon. Woo.
2: Telemetry lost.